Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very pleased to have with me Ahmed Sarafi. And let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a principal of Andalusia Development Company, overseeing all aspects of acquisitions, dispositions, and development processes. He has led all facets of the business, spanning more than $100 million in commercial assets, primarily in multifamily and retail. A second-generation real estate investor developer, Amid successfully launched the repositioning and has spearheaded substantial growth with acquisitions of value-add multifamily properties and development opportunities since 2015. Ahmed shares that it is time to level up and build a better life. Don't we all agree with that? Today, our interview is actually going to be that building a better life through real estate development. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Ahmed Sarafi. Hi. Hey, Vicki. How are you? I am doing outstanding. It is January 2nd. Uh, I know we shouldn't say that, but you know, I'd like to say that we are starting the new year with podcasts to build our lives a little bit better. So thank you for being one of my guests. Thank you. So we always start out with the easy question to get things rolling here. So what part of the country do you call home? Where do you live? Uh, right now, I'm in Southern California, and I've uh, I recently just purchased a home here in uh, Orange County, down in uh, the Newport oh. Beach area. So oh, yeah. uh, I'll be moving in here pretty soon. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I'm very familiar with California. Spent a good bit of my time uh, for work, and also with Toastmasters. I was a regional oh. advisor during COVID for okay. California, so uh, I did get to spend some time there. Love. California and the people there. So you should have a great time in Newport Beach. Thank you. Looking forward to it. So please share a little bit about your journey that has taken you from where you began as a young one <laughs> to where yeah. you are today. That's not so oh, much younger. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll give you the the quick the quick one. Um grew up the son of an immigrant. You know, and uh, like most immigrants from the Middle East, my dad got to start uh, working the graveyard shift in a gas station in East L.A. Uh, worked his way up from there and was finally able to acquire one and acquire multiple gas stations. Wow. And I grew up in the gas station business, you know, pumping gas my whole life. 
you know, behind the counter, stocking shelves, cleaning up. Uh, to this day, I can still rip a gas pump apart and put it back together because, you know, growing up the son of an immigrant, you don't hire people for anything. You do it yourself. <laughs> so you kind of have that different kind of mentality is like, if it's broke, you fix it. You don't hire anyone to fix it. You fix it because there's a, a bit of a scarcity mentality with that. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me, you know, over seven years to go to college because working so much. Uh, and after college, I got my start in uh, commercial real estate. I was a commercial real estate broker uh, here in Southern California, doing a lot of uh, industrial buildings, which is, you know, we have a lot of yeah. those here. Those right. big concrete monstrosities you see everywhere, but they're they're quite mm -hmm. valuable and quite um exciting to work on went through that uh went through the investment development the acquisitions the clients the tenants and the whole commercial real estate brokerage aspect moved into commercial construction uh, management running a large contracting company that was building high schools colleges universities oh, wow. a lot of big pu public projects and then from there uh continued on uh, with something we've been always doing on the side, which is small investment and development, and then just going into that full time and growing that business to where it is now. Wow. So we are. Uh, so this company primarily focuses on real estate investments, multifamily properties here in the uh, Southwest, and we are also developing a lot of properties right now, which are multifamily properties as well as industrial buildings here in the Southwest, all the way from Southern California throughout to Dallas, where I have one of my largest projects as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I guess the <clears throat> Dallas um, or the Texas area gives you a little bit more land to work with <laughs> than a you lot. got in California. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot more. A lot more. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. California, we're done. There's nothing left. <laughs> no. The, the other thing is, too, you're a little bit more affordable in the Texas area for those multifamilies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, what you were talking about your your time in um with the, as the contractor my brother-in-law owns a uh, steel company here in georgia and um, commercial steel and works with contractors and when we first moved here my husband who's a school teacher in his off times <laughs> would help out in doing things with um, my brother-in-law so now his sons all sons and sons-in-law own that company so i have a little bit of construction in my blood here <laughs> it's fun i enjoy yeah. it yeah actually when i i worked for arby's corporate office and one of the volunteer things that i got involved with because i was a construction coordinator for them um i was in <clears throat> women's women in construction mm -hmm. and uh so did some fun things to um help youth get introduced to construction so i thought nice. that was pretty cool that's great so what is the most important lesson, though, you've learned in these multiple careers that you've had? You've had a touch of management and, and you know, white and blue collar. So what lessons have you learned? You know, to be honest with you, I think the most valuable lesson I have learned working with clients as a broker, whether it's investors or developers or buyers or sellers, and then working with other types of clients, you know, building these large public facilities, these high schools, these colleges, these universities, mm -hmm. and now doing it myself, you know, for a number of years now is not to cut corners at the beginning of a project, right? A lot Amen. of people, look, 
Yeah, right. It's especially in this type of business. You know, if you do it right from the very beginning and you take your time, you ask the right questions, you challenge people to level up, you push them to dig deeper and to come up with better solutions, mm -hmm. your whole project is not only going to be built better, but it's going to last longer than everyone else's, right? Mm -hmm. And all it takes is a little bit of initiative to push people a little bit further outside of their comfort zone for them to produce a, to the best of their ability, right? So it's mm -hmm. asking the questions, asking them to look further down, asking them to come up with a better solution, asking them to get creative and come up with something that is going to be beneficial not only for them, but for you, your tenants, your clients, your customers, or whoever else you're dealing with for the remainder or for the lifetime of that project or that business. Yeah. As uh, previously spent 20 years as a project manager, I <laughs> completely concur with what you're saying. And it yeah. is really difficult. You know, you have to be that great negotiator <laughs> and the, your experience really helps you, I'm sure, because you can, not only can say, ask those questions, but you can support it with your experience of why you need to do that. And, yeah. you know, construction, I don't think is any different than any project I've been on where they want to go. They want to get going, go, 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 go. And you have to like hold the brakes and, and be able to do all yeah. those things. So you don't have cost overruns that you don't go longer than you need. And I think sometimes that you have to really explain that to people that you go slow in the beginning so you don't have to um, pay more in the end, really. Very true, 100%. Yeah, there is a, the beginning makes or breaks the project. Yeah. Right? And it's, yeah. and like you said, everybody wants to go fast. Everybody wants to save money. Everybody wants to get it done. Well, that's fine. But I also want a project that is going to be built the best. I want a project that's going to last the longest. I want the project that's going to make the most people happy. I'm going to want the project that has the most minimal maintenance for the rest of its life, right? Yeah. And to do that, you just got to take a few extra steps at the very beginning. And all that will come to fruition is if you do that. Yeah. And, and also when you're asking questions in commercial or uh, residential development too, is <clears throat> what does the customer truly want? And sometimes again, they have an idea that's like way <clears throat> up here <laughs> and you need to really ask those open-ended questions that can un uncover what they want, you know, so they might've, uh, you know, I know when I worked with Arby's, it's like, well, I want this kind of flooring and, and it's, and then you say, well, you know, if, if it rains and they walk in on that shiny uh, porcelain, they're going to fall and then you can have a right. lawsuit. <laughs> and those are the questions that, that they need to hear because those are most likely things that they didn't think about as they're trying to, in their mind, formulate what this is going to look like. They have, and you know this better than most people, Vicki, everyone has a vision of what they want to see, which is great. And so do I, and so do you, but it's all about, okay, the vision is great, but how do we functionally put that together? How do we yeah. make that vision functional? Mm -hmm. Like you said, you don't want somebody to slip and fall and get hurt, but that's part of the functionality that you think about for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're painting your room, you love that color today, but will you love it in a week or a yes, year? <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. I always tell 
I tell people when I either when I'm speaking on stage or I'm mentoring some people or if I'm at an event and I'm, you know, on a panel is you always, always build, whether it's in our business construction, real estate development, or if it's in your your business that you're running or your restaurant business or your apparel business or whatever it is that you're doing in life, you have to keep the customer first in mind what do they want not necessarily what you want or what you think they want it's what they really really want right right? maybe you hate black shirts maybe you despise them but if that's what the customer wants i'm going to give them a black shirt yeah for sure yeah you know unless it's gonna harm somebody or or be yeah true i went i i watched one of the um the real estate do, um, shows where this woman was building this mansion with her husband and she's spending all kinds of money doing things. And it's, and her kids were saying like, mom, do we really need that gold on that yeah. thing? You know? yeah. So sometimes you have to be a, a person of reason at, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if you don't live there forever and you want to sell it, you want to move somewhere <laughs> Yeah. Who who's going to buy it from you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's so, so keep true. that in mind. The future. Yeah. Very very true. So who's been your most important professional <clears throat> mentor in this career you've had? Mm. It's been recently actually. Oh. Very recently, yeah. My the most important person and a friend of mine who's also a coach and a mentor of mine as well. Um, by the name of uh, Kent Clothier. He runs a group called the Boardroom Mastermind. And he has been really influential in showing me on how to take my skill sets and what I'm good at and apply them in as many directions as possible. Yeah. Right? You know, we're all good at things. And we may be excelling at something. But we're still able to take those skill sets, that knowledge, that experience, and apply them in other areas to also excel and and to be successful in those areas as well. And he's been really, really instrumental in helping me do that. And by doing that, I'm able to grow and expand my business, you know, and level up multiple levels, much more than I would have been on my own. Right? They've shown me, hey, you're really good at this. This is what you can do. This is all your success. Here's a few other avenues you can take to multiply and compound that success that you already have uh, in a much faster time. He always talks about compressing time, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what he's been helping me understand is how to take what you have and apply it in a much better and much more influential way in order to compress time and to have much more success mm-hmm. in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So- you talk about the value of redevelopment and thinking of the long term. And I, I think that that's so smart. <clears throat> Share more for the audience about that. You know, it's something that you can apply in all aspects of your life or your business. It's everything has a life cycle, right? Yeah. Sooner or later, this house will get torn down and they'll build an apartment complex. Sooner or later, this business will shut down and a new business will come into place, right? Sooner or later, you'll get sick and you'll have to realize I have to reinvent and revamp my health and my health protocols, right? Like we were talking about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily redevelopment of real estate, but it's redevelopment in any aspect that you're working on, right? 
And I apply it to real estate, but this could be applied to any part of your life. Is <coughs> as, <coughs> excuse me, as you're going through that redevelopment process, how do you do it better? How do you think for the long term? How do you position yourself, your project, your business, your health, your relationship in order to be as functional and maximize the opportunities in front of it for as long as possible, right? A lot of people are interested in the in the quick win, the instant gratification. Let's just get it done quickly and, and enjoy it right now. Well, when I look at a project, I look at it like, okay, I'm going to own this property, this body, this business, this relationship for the next 10, 15, 20 years. How do I position it or rebuild it or recreate it or improve it so that it's completely functional and I'm able to take advantage of anything that comes my way, right? Because if I put something together that is unfunctionable, unmovable, set in stone, uh, it'll be much harder for me to make changes to the future. But if I create something or I do something, or I redo something that says, okay, this is something really good, has a very solid foundation, it's very strong, it's very stable, but it also has the ability to make changes and to move and to continue to grow. That's how I think of things. Yeah. So if I'm designing a project, okay, I'm going to design it, but if I'm going to have to make a renovation and change this project in the next 10 or 20 years to keep it relevant, I want to do that as easily and as functionally as possible. You go around and you see properties and buildings that you know they're built in the 50s and 60s or they were built in a certain design style. And you know in order to renovate them or to bring them up to a modern standard, it'd be very, very expensive, very difficult. Right. Well, whatever I do, I want to make sure I can continue to make those changes in the future as easily and functionally and as cost-effectively as possible. Yeah, and, and the reality is that you do have to continually reassess what you know you've got and and how can you make it better always and and sometimes it's not maybe functionally it functions fine but people's tastes change and and the world changes and you have to change with it yeah look at diets and fitness you know if uh you you buy a bunch of fitness equipment but it was just fitness equipment for cardio only yeah which is great but it, studies are showing now, and it's been proven that it's not just cardio, but, you know, strength training is is very effective. You know, 20, 30 years, everyone was all about cardio. Now it's all about strength training. If you have nothing but cardio equipment, how are you going to do strength training, mm -hmm. right? So you got to be able to be functional, to change, to adapt. And if you only have one type of equipment in front of you, it's going to be much more difficult to do that. Yeah. And, and that's true with any of our businesses, too. You know, we right. always have to be looking at our businesses and see what's the um, need of the audience. And am, am I meeting that need? Or, and can I meet that need? Do I need yeah, to can I meet the, Can I make those changes? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> there are some challenges that real estate developers face. What, what are they today? Political. <laughs> political well i think that's been <laughs> all along <laughs> yeah it's political it's um it's unfortunate but and you know i keep it light but everybody wants to have a say yeah everybody has an opinion and i think the current social environment has allowed people to 
to feel entitled enough that they have a say or an opinion about anything that you're doing. But a lot of times, no one wants to take responsibility for what they say or what they want. Meaning here in Southern California, everyone's calling for more housing, more, uh, more living space. I mean, this is across the country, right? We need more units. We need more places for people to live. We need something more affordable, right? Because our population is growing. You know, their studies have shown that, you know, this country is 5 million housing units short right now of housing, whether it's an apartment or a home or somewhere for someone to live. We're 5 million units short. So everyone's calling for more housing. Well, I'm here to help solve that problem. I'm here to say, hey, let me develop this project. Let me build this for that. Let me help create a solution to this problem. And that's what everybody wants, but everybody has an opinion. Everyone has a say, everyone has a requirement, which slows the process down because yeah. everyone feels like, hey, well, you're building this project. Well, we need a park. Hey, well, you're developing these homes. We need, we got some potholes in the street. So there's always something that comes up that really isn't related, but everybody wants to have a voice, yeah. which is fine, but keep those voices, those opinions and those and those thought patterns in the respective arena. Because if I'm developing real estate, please don't come talk to me about uh, this problem here or that problem there, because that technically will slow down my project. Let's just talk about the real estate problem and get through that. Now, if there's a problem with homelessness, uh, a problem with the parks, a problem with the roads and streets, let's talk about that, but let's keep that in their respective arenas. Don't cloud my problem solving ability at providing housing with all these other problems in the community. Let's keep them separate and we'll attack them separately. And then we can make progress because if you start combining my development and the homeless problem and the roads and the schools and the parks and you put them all together, you won't make any progress. Yeah. It was interesting. Mercedes Benz corporate office came to Georgia several years ago <laughs> and um, in the building of their corporate office they built three <clears throat> communities right within walking distance the land was there um, to be repurposed if you will so that you from uh, single family homes to apartments to townhomes they were all built right there and I thought what a great uh, steward for their um, their people to to come to uh, this place and know the traffic stinks <laughs> yeah. and, and try to make a solution for them. So, and I'm sure they worked with the, the city to make all that happen, but it was very impressive that, you know, the, those communities and the homes and the um, living spaces opened earlier than the corporate office so that the people could get established before they um, started working in this new building. And that's, that's the, you know, that's the local government, the city and Mercedes and the developer working hand in hand at creating a solution to a problem yes. and not combining other problems and bringing in other issues to slow that, to slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. So during the, um, the process of, of again, that pitching a, a real estate development how do you better serve the community? And, and, you know, that's what we were just talking about, but, you know, not everybody can do that. So how, how as yeah. a developer, can you 
better serve the community? Um, I think it's doing it the way I do it. And not to say anything, but I am a private developer. It's not a big corporation. We don't have, you know, boards of directors and shareholders and all these people with an opinion. It's, it's a company that, you know, was built and it's family owned and family run. Do I have investors? No. Will I have investors in the future? Yes. Are there going to be many? No, it's just going to be a few, but it's continuing on that, you know, that mom and pop mentality is I'm going to build something for myself, for my family, for the future. And by doing that, I'm going to give you the best possible product that I can give you, right? Corporations are about dollars and cents and saving money, right? And making money. Well, same with me, but I'm able to do that a whole lot better because I can make the decision. I could pivot. I can make, uh, bring in options and, and variables that create a better opportunity, right? I'm on the project all the time. My thoughts and my wishes go into that project, right? This is not a corporation. This is not a boardroom decision. This is something that I am doing for myself, for my family, for the long term. And if I'm going to want to present my best development, my best product, that means that it will benefit the community too, because I will never, ever, ever build something that I will not live in myself or I will not use myself. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So during the pandemic, what did you have to do to really pivot to keep business going? It was about, uh, you know, kind of slowing down the development business until we got through everything and we understood where everything was and put a lot of focus into our existing tenants in our apartment communities and making sure that we give them the best experience possible with the restrictions that we had in place, right? How do we maintain cleanliness in the property? How do we maintain an environment where people want to live? How do we make sure people are comfortable in their homes while they're unable to leave or go to do their normal things, right? Mm -hmm. So that meant including that we kept up to date in our maintenance and our landscaping and our and our upgrades and our community relations and, and just try to create an environment where people were comfortable where they were, why we got through the pandemic because there are so many variables, so many unknowns. Well, let's at least make sure everyone's comfortable and happy in their homes while everyone is dealing with everything that was going on. Right, one less thing to worry about. Yes, and I, and you know, if you wanna keep people for the long term, you make it easy for them to live there. You make it comfortable for them to live there. Yeah. Right. So it's time for a couple <clears throat> rapid fire questions. Um, so everybody has the best day or best time of the day to work for you. When is the best time to give your full brain power, innovation, creativity? Are you a morning person, night person? What's going on with you? I'm an afternoon kind of guy. Afternoon. Yeah. While everyone's getting ready to go home and call it a day, I am 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm most productive, oh. most... I do my best work in the afternoon. Awesome. You know? And, okay, so this is another out there kind of question. You're from California. What are three movies you'd recommend to the audience? <laughs> Definitely John Wick because he loves dogs and guns. Yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> I 
those are two 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 awesome things I like. Yeah, John Wick is definitely definitely one of the guys. You He's know. gotta like some guts. To yeah, I mean, guts. yeah. You know, my 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 dog, my guns. You know, it's great. <laughs> um, that's that's definitely a good one. Um, another movie. Wow, there's so many of them, right? There's so yeah. many that like. Um, is coming it's a tough question you have there right <laughs> um, you know I'm, I'm a big fan of these uh some of these really um tv shows um you know the old westerns i love old mm, western movies yeah. old you know old war movies with like these great actors um yeah. tv shows like peaky blinders with the uh mm. you know based in turn of the century england you know i like these things that have a little bit of historical context yeah. to it a little bit of grit to it a little bit about overcoming obstacles so those are the things that i really enjoy right those types of movies and tv shows you and my husband would get along uh, splendidly sure (laughs) he loves loves those kind of shows all right so it's time now for me to share my screen for those that are just listening you know the drill Uh, get that paper and pencil to be able to get right down the email or the i'm sorry the website information Um, All of this will be available on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe. And my findyourleadershipconfidence.com website. All right. So for those of you that are just listening, the website is www.amedzerafi.com. That's A-H-M-E-D-S-E-I-R-A-F-I.com. Facebook, you can find it by his name, Ahmed.Sarafi. Instagram is Ahmed Builds Better, and LinkedIn is Ahmed Sarafi, and YouTube is at Ahmed Builds Better. I'm going to let Ahmed talk to you about what you can find when you go to those websites or his social media platforms. Thank you. Um, you know, the website is pretty self-explanatory, a little bit of background information on me, what I do, what I offer, how I can help, and some of the, the work I do. Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, social media, you can get the most value from me on LinkedIn and YouTube, right? So if you're interested about real estate investment, real estate development, aspects of real estate, aspects of uh, leveling up and and thinking further down the road than you are, definitely um, Instagram is the place to be. YouTube has a lot of information on uh, development projects that I'm either building or other people are building and want to learn more about the development process and what people are building and how they're doing it. Uh, that's definitely what you'd find on YouTube. But for the best way to contact me to follow what I'm doing and to learn about real estate investment development and leveling up yourself through that process would be on Instagram for sure. Well, Mid, it has been great talking to you, uh, reliving some of my construction <laughs> days as well as project management and uh, you shared so many great pieces of information and I um, would recommend everyone to go out there and check out his website as well as, as he said, Instagram, so you can learn more and be able to up your game if you're involved or thinking about getting involved in real estate. All right, so as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off.
Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.